So I don't know exactly how I'm going to name this episode, but I'm going to call it right now Science in a Nutshell. So Luria Su is a really good friend of mine and I like him a lot. Oh my God, okay, I'm being so fake. Um, <laughs> and he's a science man. <laughs> he's not a science man, but like, yeah. Um, science woman. <laughs> science woman. <laughs> yes. But he studies physics, and I thought it was interesting if I invi invited him to talk about those big universe questions that no one really has an answer for but just like kind of um kind of finds our own answers for each one of them and actually i was thinking about like how to introduce you and then i was i was just like writing and writing and then i was like um you're like really skeptical in terms of certain things you believe in and like the the interest that you have like in science and physics but at the same time Uh, you're very like emotional driven in your like personal life and other kinds of stuff and I was gonna ask you if you thought that was like um, if all physics people that you know um, have that side as well or if they're like really skeptical and like rational like people think they are yeah I think that It, that's kind of um, the stereotype that um, um, science, um, well, science-driven people and science people that are in interested in science um, are more um, analytical and uh, cold um, yeah. than most. But I, I really think that it it, it really depends that. Um, I know some people that are like that. They are very, um, they are, they aren't very in touch with their emotional side. Mm -hmm. But I also know people <laughs> who are like the antithesis of that. Yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, are very uh, science driven. Uh, yeah. Uh, so you could say people. that uh, people who are interested in like. Um, rational thinking and that sort of like field it doesn't mean that they're not uh that they are like that in terms of like their personal life and decisions and how they make choices if that makes sense yeah for sure for yeah. sure for example you <laughs> yeah i guess i mean it really depends on um the kind of thing that you're asking. Like, uh, with my friends, I'm very uh, emotional, but mm -hmm. like in, in some aspects, I tend to over-intellectualize uh, stuff. Like, when when somebody tells me a problem, I, I try to think rationally, and I have to stop myself for a second and think, no, 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 the, the person is asking for emotional support, not for you to fix some logical problem that they might be having and i have a lot of that, that internal struggle uh, to find an equilibrium between yeah trying yeah. to think through stuff and trying to feel through stuff so yeah i actually think you have like a good balance between both to be honest but i, I try <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think that's like the thing that most people look for 
like balance their rational and emotional sides. But yeah, moving on to the questions. Um, well, this is a big one, and obviously we don't need to have like a proper answer to all of these, but just like kind of what we think about it. How do you think life began? In terms of like obviously not just the theory of the Big Bang, but like how did the first living thing began to happen, like out of nowhere? Like it just happened, like why it happened in that time and not before? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like for mm. or like what do you think the 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 physics point of view is in this kind of thing? Well physics deals with um simpler problems. Go. So um physics uh, really uh, deals with simpler problems. Like the um physics is involved in involved in everything, but um for example, if I if I were to try to build a physical model for you or for me or for uh, an, a large number of particles uh, and stuff and objects, um, it becomes very messy and it, it just it just doesn't work very well. So I don't exactly know what uh, the physics of it would be. Um, the the things that I know about like the the general um, theories about it is that it may have come from uh, um, outer space, like, like, but that just answers the question: why or how on on Earth, and now and not how did it start at first? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I guess that doesn't really help. Um, another one just. Well, like, um, when the planet was already uh, fully, uh, like, with the sea and the nature and I'm everything. I'm not sure, but I guess it was, well, it must have been when the Earth was already cool enough to sustain uh, that kind of um, life. I don't, even, I don't even know if it was um, made of, um, or, if or if people think that it was made of, several molecules uh, several uh, cells or if it's or, or if it was one uh, just singular cell mm -hmm. but um either way they can support some of them can support higher temperatures so i don't know exactly when they must have arrived here but yeah when when our when our planet was um being bombarded by debris in the solar system and uh, just really hot mess pile of um, rock yeah i think it must have been some um some several years after that phase yeah because uh, otherwise it would be impossible for even even if the the life form arrived i think it would die before it could uh, well generate all that we have now mm -hmm. um another uh, idea is that basically um the, it's kind of like if you wait long enough um, in a soup that has all the ingredients to life, all the proteins, all the um, well, I don't, I don't know much about biology, but yeah, all the proteins and other sciencey stuff. Um, if you like, wait long enough, uh, they will arrange in 
manners that can um, start the very long process that gave us uh, the complex life forms that we have today. Mm-hmm. I mean, kind of, uh, it's kind of weird to think about that some random uh, configuration of um, yeah. carbon and stuff gave like an Worth apple or a lizard or people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's the, the best kind of answer that I think. Um, yeah. I mean, the, 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 the least whack <laughs> yeah. of all the ideas, like there are people that think of that we are in, in a simulation. And it's, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, all, the, all, all, all that, that all sort of stuff. But yeah. yeah. Off with the reality and the fact. But yeah. Um, how, how do you feel about that? How do you, what do you um, think? I don't know. Like, I just, I just wonder a lot, like, why did it happen when it did and not before or after? Like, was it just like a coincidence of like things that came together for it to exist? Like, I don't know. And like, I, I don't know. Like, I just, why? Like, was there like, I, I, I believe that there was some kind of, outer energy that wanted all of this to happen to form earth and then life because it's just like i don't, I don't know like it, it kind of blows my mind thinking about this because i don't have any answers and there's not like any specific yeah, for sure. kind of thing but yeah it's kind of interesting though because um sorry to interrupt but it reminded me that um it's actually pretty unlikely that this would happen. Like, mm-hmm. uh, we live in a very... Exactly. Um, like, why this happen? Selective, why select, select. <laughs> yeah, no, in, and if you, like, if you look at the, um, uh, at the conditions that are required, and there's the whole branch of uh, science that studies uh, that stuff, such as astrobiology and, well, uh, stuff like that. But... We live in a, a very restrictive um, sector of our um, not spatial, not only spatially, like in our solar system. Uh, if, if we were like a bit closer, um, the temperatures that we had in our uh, that we would have in our planet wouldn't be cool enough for life to form. And if we were any further, you know, uh, it would be too cool for uh, life to form. Uh, and uh, not only uh, spatially, uh, but only, uh, but also um, uh, on time. Like we exist mm-hmm. in a very specific um, time in the in our in our universe in our universe's history. Like, and yeah. we seem to live in the perfect um, time to exist. I guess that. Um, that isn't too surprising because, well, I, I mean, if you would expect that life would form, you would expect that it would exist in the, the optimal uh, circumstances for it to to thrive and to yeah. develop. But still, uh, like if, if you, um, it, it is said, I don't know the, the, the details exactly, but it, it is said that um, even the, uh, the way uh, the physical forces work, like this, the relative strengths between um, the physical forces, like the forces in uh, in the atom uh, and uh, 
gravity and electromagnetism, if th those proportions in force, uh, in strength, I mean, um, were just a little bit off, molecules yeah. could not it's exist. Really so yeah. it just seems like very specific, well, very fine tuned to be this way, which is really yeah, like, crazy. Why would, like, why would something this perfect happen? Like, I don't know. Yeah, it just seems yeah. like too um, predict predicted. Like, if like all of those things came together, it would build a new form of living. Like, I just don't think it was like coincidental. And I guess like we'll never actually know, but even not even like in your in our last lifetime at least. But <clears throat> yeah, so. Um, to follow like that kind of idea, do you think, obviously, like, I, I kind of know the answer of this, but do you think we are alone in the universe or in space? Because I don't. <laughs> I, I would, I would be very surprised if we were. I mean, it's such a big universe out there. Uh, that it's kind of weird that there wouldn't be, but at mm -hmm. the same time, uh, I think that it's it's also weird that we haven't found um, life yet, like other life lives. yet, yeah. um, and not only life but uh, signatures of life. Like we we kind of have a feel for. Uh, if the, if there were some alien civilization about um, the the same as ours, like yeah. um, similarly advanced, mm -hmm. um, and if we were looking at, for example, their solar system or their star or like whatever, we would see some um, recognizable signatures, like heat signatures and stuff, um, and radio waves and that kind of of, of deal. But we don't. In fact, we, we even in planets that we think that are as as good as Earth to like for life to form, we don't find that. Yeah. So maybe the most likely is that maybe we are just early. You know, like mm -hmm. we we beat them to it. Like we yeah. developed first, and maybe uh, probably there's uh, life forms over the universe and, and stuff, but they haven't had the time um, or the perfect circumstances to develop to develop as um, conscious or intelligent beings, I guess. I yeah. don't know what to do. I definitely think that like in other galaxies, it, it should exist like something similar to what does here, but obviously there's no way that like, <clears throat> at least in the uh, next years that we'll be able to find that life because it's so far away. And I still think we're kind of like early on the stages of like understanding the universe. Like um, I just discovered this like a, a few a few days ago that like we've only been to the moon, like um, human landings like six times and like, I thought we, we did, like, much more than that. Yeah, me too. And, and it was only, like, between 69 and, like, 72 or something like that. Because it's so expensive to do really? something like this and so 
risky to like explore the space and there are so many like failed missions that like I think it's obviously for that reason that um it's not our main worry and it's not like a priority to be like exploring this space and looking for life even though like there are people who dedicate their lives to it um but yeah it's really hard to know these kind of things because they are really far away from us and maybe in the future in like a further future with like the development of technology and our abilities and probably the need to look for somewhere else like people some people think that we we need to be looking for other planet to live in um maybe then we'll maybe maybe find some kind of other civilization but i definitely don't think we are the only ones out out here and i i, I found out that there's like um this kind of job or occupancy called alien hunters really <laughs> which i found really funny <laughs> and i was like oh just imagine like meeting someone and they were and they were yeah. like yeah i'm an alien hunter i wonder what their pay grade is though <laughs> i think like, it's a hobby but yeah okay <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's fair i guess yeah but it's, it should be like really frustrating to like be looking for something that they haven't found proof of existing yet and yeah. still they claim them themselves to be like and like how do you call it because i mean if if i were for example a bear hunter or i don't know a rabbit hunter i would study rabbits i would study bears and prepare for that but how do they prepare for hunting <laughs> aliens like how do they know what what they exactly. do yeah what to expect like you don't yeah. know like I guess that's that's the the mystery that they like, not knowing what they're gonna find, and kind of like basing themselves on theories. Like they don't know like what's what are they like? What do they look like? But <clears throat> yeah, so they should exist. Probably they're not very pretty. I just imagine that they're not very pretty, uh, or at least in our eyes. Because we may not be pretty to them either. You know, I, I, I haven't got many like um, media-related fears like zombies and stuff, but aliens, aliens freak me the hell out. Yeah. I, 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 I had uh, several nightmares when I was a kid about being abducted by aliens when I was asleep and stuff oh like God. that. Yeah. Yeah. Just imagine that happening like in a few years. Like now yeah. COVID is like a, <laughs> a global problem. And then like out of sudden, like aliens appear and like we have to stay home and, and like isolate because aliens are out there instead of COVID. <laughs> uh, honestly, I wouldn't be so surprised now that COVID happened <laughs> than before. Like it just doesn't seem that far-fetched. I'm kidding, but yeah. <laughs> Do you think do you think that they came to the earth like some time if they uh, are advanced enough and if they are real do you think they might have because I, there's a lot of people that think that yeah they they were around and like i guess there there's there are some stuff that 
uh, would be explained if they were like that. For example, I don't know exactly where or whose stones this is, but there's a, there are some some stone sculptures, monuments, thingy um, that was like perfectly cut, like laser precision cut. And uh, historians don't think that. Yeah, I, I I don't know exactly the the civilization, um, but the stone was so um, precisely uh, cut precisely. that they precisely yes sorry uh, cut that they think that with the knowledge and um, the yeah the advances that we had the, the advance yeah at that time they didn't. They couldn't have done it, or or they, yeah. or at least they don't know how they could have done it. Yeah. So, mm. yeah, that that kind of stuff. Maybe, no, I don't know. Yeah. I don't like, know. what if they thoughts. existed before we did, like in in this planet? Yeah. 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 Um, I think that's Maybe like they, legit. Maybe like they were the dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe they were like living with the down dinosaurs yeah um but uh at the same time like why would if why would they have left if they were here before and if they did like if they were here and left to somewhere else then that means that they're really like they're much more advanced than we are yeah yeah i just i just think that would be some kind of um fossil or some kind of left Proof yeah, yeah. That they had been here. Like maybe that's that could be one that sculptures things you were talking about that couldn't have been done so perfectly um, without some kind of not human but um, extraterrestrial. Uh, yeah, oh. like action other than nature's action. Um, but it's possible, I guess. I I never thought about that. Like could they have been here before us that's kind of scary maybe they yeah. know much more about it about us and the universe than we do that's really scary to think about that there's like a a race superior to a race no yeah a race that is superior to ours because like we as humans we're not superior but we're more evolved than all the other animals so I think we never actually think of the possibility of having like um, other kind of civilization who knows more about the world than we do, the world and the universe and whatever. But there probably is. It's quite arrogant to think that <laughs> we are the ones that know more about everything. Yeah. Now I like to kind of leave the universe talk for a bit because it's quite intense and... Um, really like it makes you think about loads of things that aren't really answerable but why do we do you think we dream because there must be like some kind of physical um explana explanation to do with this uh and i know some things but yeah what you what do you know about this? yeah what i heard about was that some people think it's like to help us uh, prepare for various settings and situations, like mm. some kind of uh, simulation to, to better prepare oh. us to, to deal with uh, the outside world. Um, and I mean, that, that, seem, that seems fair because a lot of dreams that people have 
are about problems, like having a problem and not being able to, to solve it or maybe finding a solution in a dream. Um, and I guess that could be the case. But I never, yeah, I never really thought about why. Why do we yeah. dream? Like, why couldn't the brain just shut that part off and let us sleep? It has to do with the fact that we spend a third of our lives sleeping, according to scientists, whatever, which is a, a fucking lot. And I don't know, maybe <laughs> because we're really evolved and we're currently, we're always like thinking when we're uh, awake, maybe our brains are that evolved that they can't just shut off when we're sleeping. Or maybe we think that we have shut off just because we felt asleep, but like the rest of our body didn't because obviously it keeps working, like our hearts and our lungs and everything. Otherwise, everything would shut down, if that makes sense. Yeah, kind of like if it, like thinking is the default setting in our brain and it just doesn't shut off ever even though other parts of yeah like or maybe our when consciousness think, and stuff when you think you're not thinking about anything and just living you're always thinking about something else and like even if you're not conscious maybe, i i don't know but maybe it also uh, makes the processes easier i mean i don't know but like i don't i i have no knowledge of uh, neuroscience and biology but like i imagine that um shutting specific parts down uh in a computer um is harder or it takes more energy than uh to shut the whole computer down mm. i guess i don't are know are you like trying to compare then, with like how we work with with a computer no but like i was just making the analogy because yeah, yeah the maybe analogy. it's it's just that it, it's easier to keep that part on uh while shutting everything off but keeping i mean maybe if they were to shut that part off um our hearts and lungs and stuff wouldn't be able to function so easily or they would maybe have some problem i don't know maybe it's intertwined in a way that yeah. shutting it off would also um affect other parts of our system yeah so in a way even when we're sleeping we're still like living and thinking so like yeah we just like Uh, see it as a way of resting and shed, shutting down in general and from the world and everyone but at the same time we're still like awake in our minds and like doing stuff even if it's not like real in terms of like those things didn't actually happen but they did like in your mind so like your mind is maybe like a collection of like things that happened in there and like in the actual outside world um yeah and i also heard that well a lot of people know this that um your dreams are an expression of your unfulfilled oops wishes so like 
yeah like all the things that you are not able to do um for some reason you dream of them even if you don't remember yeah maybe like a emotional compensation that the brain does to keep you from um well having a depression or something yeah i don't know maybe yeah, yeah. maybe it is that would make that would make that would make sense yeah or maybe to if you if you end up remembering the next day for you to realize that like oh i need to do that like yeah yeah the yeah brain is telling me that <laughs> i need to fulfill that um yeah i i think that's really really i don't actually don't know like why sometimes you remember the stuff you dream about and sometimes you don't because like the other day i remembered so clearly about what i had dreamt of and i still didn't forget which is very rare and i know for a fact that what i've dreamt of was like an, an unfulfilled wish that i can't actually fulfill right now but that i wanted to really bad to happen so i know it's real that kind of thinking but like why do you remember sometimes and sometimes you don't i don't really know like i i haven't uh read or researched a lot about that but i guess it uh, has it also has to do like um with your the way you f fall asleep like the, the environment that you have like if you have a, a very stress stressful environment maybe that affects the way or if you remember and like the 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 time at which you go to sleep uh in relation with um with your uh, natural sleeping cycle might mm -hmm. also uh because uh, i mean there are um some uh, hours in your cycle in which the, the 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 sleep is said to be more um soft mm -hmm. um and so maybe you could uh, in fact like for people that i don't know if you if if yeah you've probably heard of it but people that saying. try to yeah people that um try to have lucid dreams and try to lucid dream um the optimal time to um go do that thing is in that in those cycles because you are more aware of what happens in a dream and you your consciousness isn't that numbed mm. um and then when they dream they can uh, more easily be um aware that they they are in a dream and like stuff is happening and yeah. so maybe it could have also uh have something to, to do with yeah maybe like which you go to sleep yeah that we we were saying about the deepness of your sleep like if you're like really deep into it or like maybe like on a softer level that you are still like kind of aware in some mm -hmm. somehow that you're conscious but you're still sleeping yeah there's like s several levels to that so yeah that definitely makes sense yeah and i think that makes sense because i don't know if if you you've ever experienced this but like when you were younger and your parents had to drive you to school or something and when they woke you up and you didn't want to wake up um and you tried to get a little more sleep like they would call you and they, they would go like <laughs> whatever the hell they were doing uh and you were like ah they will call me so i can um go to sleep yeah <laughs> uh, just for a little longer 
And I remember that the dreams I had in that state were much more vivid. At the point of, oh, really? uh, once I, I dreamt that I had um, a guard off my bed and I, I was packing my stuff to go to school, I had taken my breakfast. And then, like, my, my, my dad uh, barges in and starts screaming, like, it's seven o'clock, you have to get up. And I was like, wait, didn't I do that already? Like, I was oh so confused. <laughs> you know, so maybe, yeah, that makes sense. Because I, I, I wasn't in a deep level of sleep, so I yeah. couldn't. So that I was more aware of, the, of, of what I was dreaming. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, maybe that's why sometimes we think that what we just dreamed of is real and actually happened until we realize that we're actually awake and we're like oh no that actually didn't happen yeah sometimes it's kind of scary like oh my god did i just like believe for the past minutes that that was real like what yeah Exception type shit. <laughs> yeah yeah for real um yeah um i have another question about um in relation to like technology and like evolution do you do you think like um, I saw like this kind of all of these questions that I'm asking like I've researched a bit about to understand like what kind of uh, questions were like bigger and like more interesting but do you think technology and computers can um, become faster and faster forever uh, to be like to still be portable so you can still like carry oh. your phone or your laptop um, even if it's like really, really fast, it obviously has to do with like a very much evolved technology. So I don't know if it's like possible. I don't know. I never heard of that problem being discussed when, um, but I, I, yeah, that's a really good question because uh, the, the most advanced computers that we have right now, um, they aren't portable at all because they need to be um, severely cooled or they don't work. And I don't mean refrigerated level cooled. I mean like several degrees um, below what, yeah. we, what we are used to. And yeah. Yeah, but there are some like um, there are some develop developments being made uh, to fix those kinds of problems, and I think that um, apart from uh, really specific um, stuff like building computers um, for research, scientific research, or like um, I don't know that kind of stuff, I think like. Pertaining to the stuff that we actually use, mm -hmm. I think that if they if they feel like they can't make it portable, that they just won't make it, or they won't make it as much, and yeah. we'll just leave it like that. Because I, I guess just, there I would be like, no point. I just feel like um, all of those big technology brands and organizations keep wanting to reach to a point where everything's faster and better but that also comes to the price of it being like a lot heavier in terms of software mm -hmm. 
Um, so there has to be like some kind of limit, like nothing is like limitless, you know? Well, there is a physical limit to information like processing. Mm -hmm. We actually know that because um, suppose in, I, I believe the technical term for those who wish to um, investigate a little deeper is uh, Beckenstein bound. It's called the Beckenstein bound um, and Beckenstein with a K. Um, and it, 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 it's basically like an, a limit to how much information you can, you can fit in a portion of space. Mm. Like we know that from um, research on black holes or, or more. We know that from theoretical research on black holes. We don't actually know um, <laughs> if that is true. But according to our best predictions, uh, there is a limit. And the limit is the information concentration that is found on uh, black hole uh, surface, surfaces. So, yeah, if we imagine a super hyper advanced uh, society uh, with very advanced technology, we can imagine that they would face that bound and they wouldn't be able to um, trespass it. Yeah. So I guess there's that limit, at least, in which there's not, there's not, it's not only a matter of uh, how heavy, it's also a matter of how small you can make it. Like, there's a limit to that. Yeah. Because, so, yeah. like, right now there's, like, very small gadgets that, like, have a lot of um, capacity, if that makes sense. So, and are very fast. So, it kind of makes you wonder, like, how far can technology actually go in the future? Because um, we, we always think that, like, in the future, we will have, like, a very futur futuristic reality and, like, everything very technology-driven. But, like, there has to be, like, a, um, a limit to that kind of reality. Because, like, I don't know. I just, I just don't believe that we can actually have, like, a full world based on technology because there's there's like a limit there has to be i hope there is because it kind of scares me thinking about a world like that yeah i don't know if we think about the trends like for, for the past 100 years um like the computers that took us to the moon were far larger and heavier and less, way less powerful than Nokia cell phones. So, mm -hmm. and certainly less powerful than the cell phones that people use today. So, there seems to be a trend in the way that things keep evolving, like they keep being smaller, um, faster, more powerful, and uh, less heavier. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, but I also agree with you that that probably can't go on forever. Yeah, and we'll, we'll probably go um, go through a stop, a decrease at least in the like the, the yeah the the rate the, of like evolution. Yeah, the rate at which it yeah grows, maybe yeah. like somewhere in the future we'll kind of be like okay let's go a little bit slower. Yeah, because like, um, especially in the past 20 years, we've been like evolving pretty fast. 
like a lot faster like sometimes i think like i don't know like in the last century there have been like so many changes and like supposedly the human ha the humankind has has been existing for at least 2000 years and only in the last 100 years we've get we we've had so many evolutions it's like mm -hmm. why why didn't we evolve faster before and only like in the last um few decades like really i mean we can kind of see that um we couldn't do it before because we were having so much wars yeah. like if you for example in europe if you try to pinpoint a specific period in which uh, two or more major countries weren't at war you will find very little and not only very little uh, very few periods of time but uh, those periods of time are also very small so mm -hmm. i think that the, the the major difference in this century is that we have had um, lasting peace to allow us to to evolve this much i think that for example if if we were still having like a world war or something yeah. um, that we wouldn't be able to develop that much i mean and, and that's only natural like um if you if your country is under attack they won't divert um, their fundings to research they yeah. will divert it to war and like machines and stuff yeah that makes a lot of sense if we suddenly uh third world world war happens maybe it would slow down like everything else and like medical research maybe yeah. we would kind of like stay in the same kind of evolution phase if that is something like that happened in the future yeah that's a, and i wonder i wonder if we wouldn't also be set back because uh, another thing that we have to consider is that like for example if if there were were to be um a world war like in the 700, um, 1800s or the 1900s, uh, it wouldn't be very consequential or very consequential. Like we didn't have the the destruction capability that we have now to cause um, lasting change uh, to our societies and to our planet. But now with the advent of um, nuclear weaponry and stuff like that, if there were, I think, I think this is a famous quote by Einstein that um, I don't know if uh, he said I don't know if the Third World War will be the last, but the following following one will be fought with uh, stones and um, I can't remember the word sticks uh, and stones. Yeah, yeah, sticks and stones. Yeah, like, yeah. and and he meant that if we were to be like uh, involved in major war. Uh, that the destruction, the the, the, the destructive uh, consequences of that war would probably set us back a few hundred years. Like yeah. it would it would destroy so much of what we have now, and so yeah. yeah. I feel like it's only when something like that, like really big, that happens that affects a lot of people. Like kind of like what's happening now in another uh, perspective, like something so big happened that everyone had to take a step back and mm -hmm. like rethink yeah. their lifestyle and their um actions 
um and a lot of people actually said like last year and some some are still saying that all of this happened for a reason so we could like slow down and reconnect to like where we came from in a way like uh we're all part of nature we have to take care of it blah 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 um which is like really important and maybe i don't i don't know if this was a wake up call because i feel like a lot of people are still living their normal lives and the world is slowly recovering so maybe in a few years this wouldn't have made a difference um but um definitely right now i think it's something that had a an undeniable impact on our existence like i don't know well there there was like other pandemics before but i don't know i i just think like no one would think that it would it would happen again now like uh, in our time because like we're so evolved like yeah like it happened before but it's not going to happen to us and it did and like we can have another war and like other kind of situations similar to this anytime kind of like proves that like you're not really safe from anything new happening and switching around like everything that you think is going to happen yeah we um I'm trying to like look at like the the most like interesting questions that like go along with this conversation. Um I also had one that maybe has to do with what we're discussing now, which which has to do with like can we actually like evolve into something else? Because like before we were oh. actually <laughs> we were actually not um Oh, we are right now like we've evolved from chimpanzees. So, um like are we like we're like getting better and better each generation. Is it possible like in the future to like become some kind of evolved version of human? Like I don't know, like is that possible? I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely possible like if like evolution is not like some program that runs for some time and then stops it seems to be like um is the, evol- the evolution theory is that it's just a statement of how things evolve like it doesn't tell you why or um if if it stops and when it starts when it stops but it it tells you how it tells you um what what things affect that and we don't seem to be stopping like there there are some um biological evidence that we keep evolving like stuff like um uh people being born with uh smaller and smaller uh pinky toes uh like in both your uh, feet and um and in your hands um and also the fact that um some of our several, um, a lot of our, of our th- teeth aren't very helpful and they seem to be um like don't have, they don't yeah, have to be <laughs> be being um, uh, slowly discarded by um 
humans like they i i i i, I i'm not sure of of, what I, of this part of the fifth but i i think that uh, a lot of people um like they are born with smaller teeth or like mm -hmm. um like the ones in the back i don't know the the names um but like wisdom wisdom teeth and and stuff like yeah. that sometimes people never grow them out they just and maybe that's evidence that we are still growing uh going through changes i guess yeah mm -hmm. but another thing that we have to consider is that we are also part of the nature that can change like haven't you ever thought about like uh, humans altering themselves with technology like um Pick, like, picking out parts of their body that they think they are they aren't doing well or they they could do it better and uh, substituting it with uh, pieces of technology so basically creating a species of robots <laughs> i mean not full not full-fledged robots but uh, things closer like, to cyborgs i guess yeah because there, 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 there already exists stuff like that. Like people who lose limbs and stuff, they can uh, get bionic ones. Like uh, yeah, and and even the tissue that the, uh, those are made of, some of like the the implants and prosthesis. Yeah, um, the tissue isn't so different from like it's made from a different material, but it's not so uh, mechanical as it as you think, and it um, it blends surprisingly well with the people's uh, organism so yeah i don't know what you think about maybe like i don't know like do you think it's possible if like imagine like someone um got like one of their organs or one of the parts of their bodies replaced for a, a robotic thing and then like in the future if like that person procreated with like someone else like you would like form some kind of like other thing like is that possible or does it like okay you, you substitute that part but it stays with that person it doesn't like become part of their dna yeah i think that as long as you keep the dna out of it <laughs> um you can't influence um because otherwise like imagine that you got hurt like some animal gets hurt like with some um on their leg and like he can't remove it so it just stays there mm -hmm. and like that animal is prone to that kind of injury uh, injury uh, and so if it were true that substituting robot parts in humans would make something else then it would also imply that animals prone to certain um, injuries that involve involve uh, getting hurt by inserting stuff inside them and stuff like that uh that they would also evolve to have some kind of i don't know woods in in their system yeah. or whatever but i don't think that's the case so yeah I, probably if you don't mess with the dna at least in long in long periods of time i no in long periods of time i don't know about that but in short like thousands of years I don't think that would happen. Yeah. But 
people uh, people are already messing with DNA, which is yeah, crazy. that's what I was gonna say. A like, little there scary will be about... someone that will actually start doing something for real, messing with the yeah. DNA and experimenting. So I don't know. It's kind of scary, but yeah, I think so too. I don't know, but I think like if we evolved from animals who didn't know how to who weren't as evolved as we were like mentally and suddenly by like discovering how to cook and how to make fire we evolved to this like i think like anything's possible even though like it had much more to do with like nature's evolution in a way like animals lived in nature and they just like evolved to us so this is different because this has nothing to do with natural evolution it has to do with like um manufactured evolution if that makes sense like we're actually messing with dna and our evolution like it's not something natural to happen it's scientific i don't know like how how i don't i don't mean to get too philosophical here but how would you define uh, natural then because a lot of stuff that we do like if you define natural as um it wouldn't happen otherwise like if we didn't make something or intervene it wouldn't happen yeah i'm then, talking yeah, about like sure, that's without, not natural. without like a human intervention yeah but i think we are also part uh of nature i guess so yeah maybe like i don't know how to explain it's just a general feel that i got that i've got for it um that we are also kind of a uh, part of nature's way of working you feel me and then if we start to mess with the dna we are just doing what nature or like nature already allowed us to do yeah yeah so like you get me i don't know if that plan. makes sense but yeah yeah like we can't escape that plan because we are like we were devised by that plan yeah i don't know yeah but that's the thing like i so maybe it's possible yeah i think there's like um just like in my point of view i feel like a natural way of evolving um is like what happened till now like we evolved from chimpanzees and like we started to like discovering how to do stuff and we've evolved to human species and like that's it and like we keep evolving in in the ways of like how we live and etc but like i don't think it was like nature's plan with quotations marks uh that we are supposed to evolve into some kind of like technology um, composed being like i don't know just like that's that's what doesn't make sense in my head but that is possible mm -hmm. i think yeah would would it be uh, allowed though like if you if you allow people to start tampering with the the uh, the underworkings of their body, then like like I, I don't know I can imagine that you can make yourself um, very much stronger than other people by yeah. like implanting some yeah. robotic arm or, um, sure. or 
I, I don't know, like those, kind of those modifications would, would help. Sorry, sorry. You could create some kind of weapon through like modificating the human body. Yeah. 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 And, and with genes, it's even more scary because you can actually like uh, alter, I, I don't know where I saw this, but there was actually a, a sci-fi movie where this kind of thing was like standard and like people could uh, choose their their children's attributes. Like there was, for example, a musician um, father that uh, wanted her, uh, his kids to um, to have six fingers in each what the fuck uh, hand yeah and then and he could do it like he ordered something it. like that and i don't know if if society would would evolve like in that sci-fi movie movie but it's scary right yeah like you you could with you could almost uh choose your kids like in Sims, or like in, yeah. uh, I don't know if you've heard of the game Spore, it's like this game where you no. um, make like creatures evolve and stuff, uh, and like you can choose its attributes. And yeah, well, that's the thing. I think it's, so, it's hard that like that it would be something legal to happen, like you would just like choose yeah. to change something, and then that would be a thing, like that obviously wouldn't be legal at least for a long time. Like because it's it's it can get out of control. Like you can't control like our will of like an imagination of creating new stuff, and we don't know like how would that affect like how it would work. But it's kind of crazy to think that we aren't so um, far away from that. Like we have the technology to do it. Yeah. Not so like not not con controllably like we, we can't like control uh, kids to grow a certain way but we can tamper with the dna to like for example um this new new um um covid19 vaccine um is made with that knowledge like yeah. they know how the dna of the vi virus works and yeah. they built something to incapacitated so yeah it's 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 getting pretty scary to think about i think science like the things that we could already do yeah i think scientists are probably able to create something that is stronger than we are but there's probably a reason that they don't do it which is because probably not legal and to mess around with like that kind of science and create something mm -hmm. that would be out of everyone's control. So there's definitely some kind of, if you become like a, a scientist with like a proper work of space and like um, no like limitation to do stuff, you would probably have like to sign a bunch of stuff to say like, I'm not mm -hmm. going to yeah, create yeah, other kinds of living species. Um, yeah, definitely. Like that's, I never thought about that being like a responsibility, like not to, um, I don't know, like um, set control of your work as a scientist. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. In, in some countries it's actually um, 
like it's hard to do your own research if it has is if it doesn't have um, those kinds of applications. Like in mm -hmm. the, uh, in the United States, for example, there are a lot of institutions, but they are they are private ones, so they 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 can get their funding elsewhere. But the ones that the government funds, um, it's because they think that it could somehow give them an edge over other countries uh, technologically uh, speaking in terms of warfare and espionage yeah. and stuff like that yeah sure um and now i have like a question that i'm going to put my imaginary sunglasses on so you can see that it's serious um, <laughs> from your scientific perspective uh, how long do you think the humankind has left? Okay. Just like, I would your, like based on like what you think and like maybe you can base yourself on like certain theories but like what do you think? Like it doesn't have to be like right or wrong but Well if I try to like set a very far away limit I think I would um, encounter the well, the limitation that lies in the fact that the sun will its lifespan will end and so will ours if we haven't been able to escape this planet yeah. um, and we have plenty of millions of years until that happens but yeah, that's that's kind of the upper limit that I think we um, we need to worry about. But if we don't take that into consideration, um, I don't know. I would like to think that we would be around for um, like a few billion years, and we would become very advanced. Because I have this like um, when I imagine the future, I like imagine this utopian uh, kind of society where they have a bunch of stuff that we don't know already figured out and they well they have created a, a good society to live on and stuff like that but um, it's probably it's probably it's it's not probable probably it's probably not probable because um, we we are very belligerous beings. We wage war on on our on each other and yeah. amongst ourselves very often. And, yeah. and did you know that like there's a there's a, a statistical equation to like um, a kind of predict the percentage of planets that would have life and that would not have life and stuff like that, or mm -hmm. the uh, the areas and well. Well, that kind of deal, uh, and a large portion of um, of that equation accounts for war. Like they say that it's very probable that um, between certain time ranges of the species evolution, that will that they will kill themselves because of wars. Oh. And consequentially, consequentially, that time range for us is now. Like we have entered it with the, with the advent of nuclear weaponry, we have officially entered it because if we wanted to, if if like there was 
an evil a mastermind that could access all of our nuclear weapons and wanted to destroy the world, he could do it. That's he could do it. Like, and, and we as a species would be dead. And arguably, most of life on Earth, and it, it, it would take, even if uh, some bit of life survived, it would take several uh, hundreds of years until it could uh, develop itself like it is now so i don't know if i had to take a humble honest guess yeah. i would say um, a few hundreds thousands years thousands of years mm. i think that's the most yeah probable realistic. yeah yeah but i would want us to live like yeah know, in, indefinitely yeah. <laughs> like escape the solar system and go elsewhere and like hop on on solar systems uh, when stars die and I definitely yeah. think that like right now especially like recently we're like we're the most evolved we've ever been not just in terms of like science and and biology but like in terms of thinking and uh being conscious of like our existence and um that we're not ephemeral and there there are consequences from our previous actions and on like climate change and everything so i feel like that kind of conscience will grow even more in the next years so that will hopefully generate some kind of real change and i think that's like the only hope that we have to last more than a few hundred years yeah but I haven't thought about that because maybe before we can start to make another war on each other, like a, a world destruct, destruction type war, we can still go extinct before that because our planet in terms of resources is very limited. And like, if you think about how humankind just keeps on growing and growing and growing like the number of people alive today um, is probably close to equal or greater than all of the people that have already died you think about that that we are growing exponentially and that we our demand for like the resources keeps growing higher and higher and not only like uh, in terms of housing and water and stuff like that but also energetically speaking um, we could go extinct before like that war scenario because we could deplete our planet's um, resources yeah. and like kill ourselves that way if we if, if we aren't careful enough. Yeah, that's true. That's like what we are aiming at. If we like continue to uh, living, like they're not gonna end, but. Um, I don't know, like, I know that, like, the general thinking about, about the Earth, it's not that um, our, resource are, our resources are going to end. But, like, recently, also, like, in, in my work, I've been, like, researching a lot about sustainable options and, like, um, seeing a lot of um, um, a general concern of brands and big organizations with um, the environment and kind of finding 
better solutions for their products and their services. So I don't know, because there are actually a lot of resources that are um, recyclable, like infinitely recyclable, that um, we are not aware of. And, and the ones we keep exploring, it's because those kind of industries don't actually um, want to go through the trouble of ch making that big change of resources, because there are some that are better to explore than others. Mm -hmm. If you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Like, I, I really hope we, we find a way in the future, in the very far away future. Um, I don't think we'll, we'll, we'll know that in our lifetime. Like, I, I don't think, like, I really don't think the world's, the world's, the human species is going to end before um, we die like our generation. I think it's going to last at least a bit longer than that. So yeah, I hope I hope like through our time in the world that we uh that our generation actually uh leads on to a, a direction that it's better than the one we are at now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like that's I think that's the only thing we can hope for and kind of do like I don't know, yeah. take our actions and be, um, have the past present in our minds and kind of not do the same things that our past generations did. Yeah. I, I hope people can evolve that way and like don't keep, uh, keep on um, doing the same mistakes over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I think that's a good note to end that. I don't know if you want to ask or ask me anything because I've been asking you loads of questions. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, that's all I, I had to ask you. And I think it had like a good timeline of going from one to the other. But yeah, mm -hmm. that's it. Um, I hope you liked being here and I loved chatting with you as always so yeah i really i thank you for the invitation i really like chatting with you too um there were even stuff that i haven't thought about before yeah same <laughs> <laughs> i think like talking so, to you i remembered like kind of other things that i had never thought about even so so scientists listen to this podcast if you want to solve this world exactly uh, mind-boggling questions yeah this very messy podcast with lots of people coming in and out and people shouting and um me getting really tea. mad in my insights and not saying anything um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah thank you and see you on the next one